0: The Old Testament reading for this morning and the basis for this morning's message comes from the book of the prophet Jonah and begins in the third chapter at the first verse. Next, God spoke to Jonah a second time. Up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh. Preach to them. They're in a bad way and I just can't ignore it any longer. Well, this time, Jonah started off straight for Nineveh. Obeying God's orders to the letter. And Nineveh was a big city, very big. It took three days to walk across it. So Jonah entered the city, went one day's walk, and preached. In 40 days, Nineveh will be smashed. And the people of Nineveh listened and trusted God. They proclaimed a citywide fast and dressed in burlap to show their repentance Everyone did it, rich and poor, famous and obscure, leaders and followers. And when the message reached the king of Nineveh, he got up off his throne, threw down his royal robes, dressed in burlap, and sat down in the dirt. And then he issued a public proclamation throughout Nineveh, authorized by him and his leaders. that said, not one drop of water, not one bite of food for man, woman, or animal, including your herds and flocks, dress them all, both people and animals, in burlap, and send up a cry for help to God. Everyone must turn around, turn back from an evil life and the violent ways that stain their hands. And who knows, maybe God will turn around and change his mind about us, quit being angry with us, and let us live. And God saw what they had done that they had turned away from their evil lives. And God did change God's mind about them. And what God said God would do to them, God didn't do. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Oh God, None of us are beyond your reach. Some of us answer willingly. Others pull back in fear. Some can simply drop their nets and leave everything else behind. And others can only respond through your patience and your long-suffering love. Whoever we are, receive us in your love. Enlarge our hearts and minds that we might serve lovingly and logically. Open our ears, our hearts, and our minds to your word for us this day. Amen. Well, we're talking about Jonah this morning. So, even though we're still in the throat of winter, I hope you might indulge me with just one fish story. There once was a fisherman... And this fisherman and his wife, they had twin sons. And they loved the children very much, but they just couldn't think of what to name them. So finally, after several days, the fisherman said, well, let's not decide on names right now. If we wait a little while, the names will simply occur to us. So after several weeks had passed, the fisherman and his wife noticed a peculiar fact. When left alone... One of the boys would turn toward the sea, while the other boy would face inland. Now, it didn't matter which way the parents positioned the children, the same child always faced the same direction. One faced toward the sea, the other faced away. So that's it, said the fisherman. Let's name the boys towards and away, since one boy is always looking towards the sea, and the other is always looking away. And his wife agreed, and from that point on, the boys were simply known as towards and away. Well, the years passed, and the lads, they grew tall and strong. And the day came when the fisherman said to his sons, Boys, it's time that you learned how to make your living from the sea. So they provisioned their boat, said their goodbyes, and they set sail for a three-month voyage. But something happened. Three whole years passed by and the fisherman's wife feared that she had lost all three of her men to the sea. One day, however, the grieving woman saw a lone man walking toward her home, and she recognized that it was her husband. "'My goodness! What has happened to my darling boys?' she cried. And the ragged fisherman, he began to tell his story. "'Well, we were just barely one whole day out to sea when Tord's hooked into a great fish, and Tords fought long and hard, but the fish, the fish was more than his match. So for a whole week, they wrestled hard upon the waves without either of them letting up. And eventually, the great fish started to win the battle, and Tords was pulled over the side of the ship. He was swallowed whole, and we never saw either one of them again. Oh dear, that must have been terrible, said his wife. What a huge fish that must have been. Well, yes, it was, said the fisherman, but you should have seen the one that got away. (laughs) Wasn't that a good fish story? Thank you, Carl. (laughs) Uh. So hear this. The Jonah story is not just another fish story. But really, it's about a man who just didn't want to do what God commanded him to do. Now, you might remember that the story begins with God telling Jonah that God has a job for him to do. It's to go to that great big city of Nineveh, cry out against that city, and all those nasty people there that call it home. And what does Jonah do? Well, he goes all right. He goes to the city of Joppa, and he marches right on down to the dock, and he hops on a ship that is going in the exact opposite direction. God says, go east to Nineveh, and Jonah heads west to Tarshish. And if you know the story of Jonah, you just might remember what happens. A storm arises out on the sea, and Jonah is thrown overboard to appease the storm. And God sends a great big fish to swallow Jonah and bring him back east, back to the shore where he started. And then God says a second time, okay now Jonah, now get going to Nineveh, go to that great big city and do what I told you to do. So Jonah goes this time, even though we can just sense that his heart is not really into it. And when he arrives, he does as he was told, he walked into the city, he preached his five word sermon in Hebrew, and the most amazing thing happens really, the people believe God. They cry out and they change their ways. The king of Nineveh hears and repents. And then God changes God's mind. Thanks to Jonah, the people have turned towards God, which is probably what God wanted in the first place, and that is good news. The bad news is that when Jonah realizes what's going on, he is not happy. He lets God know that is why he ran away in the first place. Because Jonah knew God was kind and forgiving. And after all, he might just have recently had an experience of that for himself. But he just can't seem to extend that experience to other people. It's almost as if for Jonah, God just loves too many people. Even those from cities like Nineveh. We expect God to be gracious to us, but that is not necessarily how we want God to be towards other people. Now, Jonah's given a difficult assignment. He is told to go to the enemy city and to announce God's judgment. Now, you know, we regularly condemn people who are not us. We don't like them. We want God to have nothing to do with them. We want them to stay right where they are, away from us. We even create lies about them that we then believe. We say that they are lazy, directionless, dangerous, disease-bearers. We know that we are to love our enemies, but I love what William Sloan Coffin realistically said. He said, Let's love them as enemies. Let's not be too sentimental about this thing. And I think that really this is the lesson that Jonah learned that day. That God's love is a universal love. God's love is as certain for the people of Nineveh as it is for the people of Jerusalem or New York or Haiti or Africans or for the people of Brecksville, Ohio. God does not respect nations or races or religions. God loves all people, white people, black people, rich people, poor people, old people, young people, sane people, crazy people. I don't believe that God is very interested in labels, professions or philosophies. God is interested in people. God so loved the world, says John 3:16. It doesn't say God so loved the United States of America, or English-speaking people, or capitalists, or Republicans, or anything like that. God so loved the world. That is the gospel. We have got to learn to live together. We must learn to respect one another as a single family of God. There is no place In the kingdom of God, for any kind of hatred, racial, religious, national, we all belong to one family, and Jesus died for the sins of all. And any place where God's children are not welcome, well, that means to me that Jesus is not welcome there. And any place that Jesus is not welcome is a place that, frankly, I don't want to be. Just something to think about. And that is not a fish story. Amen.